AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. You are now listening to The Professional homegirls and niggas it's the kid ebony from the phg podcast the only place where you will hear interviews from black women anonymously on stories that would enlighten and expand on taboo topics now if you hear someone that sounds familiar mind the business that pays you child if you like the phg podcast please rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts. please five star reviews only hold me down don't hold me up Merch is now available on the site as well as my book list, so please make sure to visit the link in the show notes below. You can connect with the kid on Instagram at the Professional Homegirl and at the PSG Podcast. If you are on Twitter, please follow me at the PSG Podcast. If you are all caught up with episodes, please listen to bonus episodes by supporting the PSG Podcast Patreon account. To support, please visit www.patreon.com forward slash the PSG Podcast. Now, please keep in mind that all of my guests are anonymous, so let's begin this week's episode. So I am super excited about this week's episode. I have been stalking my guest for a while, and she finally responded to the kid. She is the Jackie of all trades, and I can't wait for us to dive more into her story as a phone sex operator. So to my guests, how are you feeling? I am super excited, and thank you so much for allowing me to be on your show. I know I'm going to love it here. Perfect. Well, how has the pandemic been treating you? Um, it's been okay. It's had its ups and downs. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I am a service space in the service based industry, and my business is more of a luxury, not necessarily a need. So, you know, I, it, it's it's been an interesting ride. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I'm so over it. <laughs> um, so for those who've been living under a rock, what is a phone sex operator? Oh, for those who have been living under a rock, a phone sex. I get paid to talk dirty for a living. You know how when your boyfriends or your husbands are deployed and the only thing you can do is talk on the phone for those intimate moments, mm-hmm. I get paid to do that. I'm curious, would this be considered as sex work? Because I feel like I really don't hear about this one a lot. Um, yes, this is definitely considered sex work. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, anything that you actually do in the industry is considered sex work. If you are a cam doll, which is, you know, you get on camera and you're talking dirty to the guys or you're taking your top off, that is considered sex work. If you are a virtual companion, that's considered sex work. If you are a sugar baby, you know, it all falls under the same realm of sex work. Right. So what are the requirements to become one, a phone sex operator? Um, you have to be 18, 21, depending on your area and your state laws. Um, you ha- you know, back in the day, you had to have a landline. Now you can work from your mobile device, which is fine. I work exclu- exclusively from my mobile phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I no longer use my landline anymore. And that allows me the freedom to work anywhere. And I have worked everywhere around the globe. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to talk dirty. That's kind of the job. I get a lot of women who come to me and say, but I really don't feel like I should have to talk dirty. What is this? Why are you here? Uh, is it necessary to talk dirty? Because I, I think I read somewhere that you don't have to do it in some cases. No, it, it is not necessary mm-hmm. at all. It's not a actual requirement. but that's also the job that you're in. You get what I'm saying? Right. Um, you can advertise and promote and troll for your own callers. I prefer quirky callers. I like calls that are not traditional phone sex. You know, so I advertise for the callers that I want. That way I'm not just sitting here ooing and on all day. But <laughs> if I get a client who comes on the line at $2.99 per minute, of course I'm going to ooh and I'm going to ah. You know, that's what they're paying me for. Mm-hmm. So what are some benefits? Oh, one of the major benefits is you get to set your own rates. Mm-hmm. There are girls that charge 99 cents per minute. There are girls that charge 14.99 per minute. Mm. Most that's, definitely a perk. That's real cute. Um, you are your own boss. You know, if your kid has a soccer game or gets sick, I don't have to call anybody like, hey, I need to take the day off to take my kid to the doctor. I don't have to report to anybody. I work when I want to work. Mm-hmm. Being a phone sex operator also allows me the freedom to work where I want to work. I'm not tied to a desk all day. You know, with the um, pandemic and everybody working from home, you know, for those of us that have been working from home for years, it's no big deal, but for the newly people who are now working from, oh my gosh, you know, I'm stuck in the house all day. I hate it here. I want to go back to the office. You know, working from my phone everywhere is my office. I feel like a lot of moms think that they can't do this. Is that true? Oh, not at all. Um, well, prior to the pandemic, of course, when your children were in school. Moms are home all day anyway. You can definitely do this. Now with children being home and out of school doing virtual learning, you have to be a little creative about how you do this, mm-hmm. but you can still do this. But for moms with younger tots, mm-hmm. um, if you have them on a schedule, you can work during their nap time, during their play time. You know, you just go out into the car, 
have your conversation, schedule your callers for their nap time. That way they're not in the background cutting up and acting up. Right. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> um, I also read that you are a text operator. What is that? I get paid to text because I can't always talk on the phone. For those of you who know, I work in several different industries. So talking on the phone isn't always an option for me. But um, I am paid to text dirty as well. Mm-hmm. Which one do you prefer? With- text or call? Um, I prefer to text only because I get to multitask. You know, when I'm on a call, they can hear me typing on the keyboard when I'm doing other things. And I kind of get lost when I'm on a call and I'm multitasking, doing other things. And then I'm not as attentive. I'm, uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, yes, daddy, right there. You know, so that kind of throws off their mood or whatever. But texting allows me to multitask and do other things and work on other projects while I'm still securing the bag. Now, I know that some people can set their own price, but is there like a standard price for those who are just beginning? Um, I would recommend that you don't work for less than $1.99 per minute, mm-hmm. only because depending on the company that you work for, there is a 70-30 split. You get 70, they keep 30. Um, so when you're thinking about it like that, you're not necessarily making any real money if you work for less less than 99 cents. Now, how much can someone make from being a phone sex operator? Um, that depends on you and your hustle. Um, A lot of girls don't make it 90 days in this industry because they think that, oh, oh, you know, I'm going to be a phone sex operator and I'm just going to make all this money. While it is true that you can make a pretty penny, and I do mean a very pretty penny. What's a pretty penny? There's a lot of work. Give us a number. Um, I'm clearing about 3,500 to 5K a month, depending on how much I work. Oh, that's real cute. Exactly, especially for me being part-time. Right. Oh, so if you was full-time, damn. Exactly. So um, I tell the girls, you have to stick to a schedule. You have to do your your homework, your research. Um, get a niche, specify, um, work in a specific area. If you have big boobs, then play to your strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a big ass, then you should be doing the ass-worshipping fetish. Um, if you like... Um, I can't remember this. Um, if you have long nails, you know, there's a lot of girls out here who get those super long, super dramatic nails. Mm-hmm. There's a nail fetish out there. Cater to your strengths. Do your homework, do your research. So you know about that particular fetish, you know the lingo. So when you're interacting with your clients, you can charge a premium because you are well versed in that niche, in that fetish. Um, I think I learned from your YouTube page that there is an earlobe fetish. Yes, there is. Um, <laughs> I, was I like, I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> yes, um, I charge people for pictures of my earlobes. I saw pictures of my earlobes, my shoulders, my the backs of my knees, my <laughs> elbows. Um, and you know, everybody's out here talking about the foot fetish. This, oh, I want to make money selling pictures of my feet. Sis, you got other body parts, right? I feel like the foot fetish like, is kind of oversaturated now. No, no, not at all. Mm. I mean, it seems that way because everybody has ran to OnlyFans recently and all you're seeing is foot, 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 foot. But there are different types of foot fetish. People like big feet. Some prefer small feet. Some like fat feet. Some like slim feet. So there's a whole 
array of things that you can cater to in that fetish. Now, can you receive tips? Yes, you can. They're called tributes. Mm -hmm. I do require a tribute before a gentleman interacts with me. Um, if I do not receive a tribute first, I do not at interact with them. Mm. And why is that? Because you're not going to waste my time. <laughs> uh, me speaking to you means that I'm taking time away from doing anything the fuck else. Right. Oh, I am so sorry. I can I curse on your show, sweetie? Yeah, you can curse, baby. Give it up. <laughs> okay, because listen. <laughs> yeah, that's why I pick you, because I know how you give it up. So you can curse? <laughs> Okay, because I don't want to be disrespectful now. You know, I be fly at the mouth sometimes. Come on, get your shit off. But yeah, um, you 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 ain't finna waste my time. Right. You know, some guys would be in your inbox asking questions back to back to back to back, and they never spend a dollar. Let me be all dang you. Exactly. So if you send a tribute first, you are paying for this interaction. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I learned from your YouTube page is that you pay taxes. Yes, you do have to do taxes. You are an independent contractor as an adult entertainer. Mm. So the same way freelancers and freelance photographers have to pay taxes as an adult entertainer, you have to pay taxes as well. This also goes for cam dolls, panty sellers, fetish contents, um, professional hula hoopers, strippers. We all have to pay taxes because this is a legal business. Mm -hmm. Now, can you work for a company or can you start off working for yourself or can you just do both? I recommend doing both, um, especially for all the new girls who have no experience in the industry whatsoever. Definitely start off with the company so you can see behind the scenes of how things are run. And then once you get your footing, you have a good understanding of the industry and the job, then you branch out and start doing things on your own. Mm -hmm. And are there different type of companies or are they all the same? There's different types of companies. Um, right now, my go-to, my main, my bay, the one that I love the most is Night Flirt. Um, I tell everybody in a mama to start with there. First of all, they want who offers the highest payouts of all the companies. There's a 70-30 split. You get 70, they keep 30. And here's a little trick. A little tricky okay. trick, you know, free game. Like a little trick now. <laughs> um, increase your prices by 30%. That way you get all your coins. Right. Okay. You know, a lot of girls is like, I, you know, they take all my money. No, they don't take all your money. First of all, your prices is too low. Uh -huh. You're not charging enough. And then if you raise your prices by 30%, you're still good. You're you're going to walk away with what you want right. to make. Now, how much does it cost to be a successful phone sex operator? Um, You can literally do this for next to nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, you have to pay your phone bill every month. <laughs> so, you know, you need a phone line. And depending on your carrier, that can range from... $50 to $150 because Verizon be tripping out here on Easter. Listen, and Sprint, child. And listen. <laughs> um, but straight talk, um, Ver Verizon pay-as-you-go, T-Mobile, Metro PCS, Cricket, they all have plans for 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. um, and that's essentially all you need to get started. Working for Night Flirt, they will charge your debit card a dollar. But you get that back instantly. They just need they need to do that to verify who you are and to make sure that you're of legal age. But I t tell everybody, you get that back instantly. You'll see it directly in your account as soon as they charge you. So don't worry about mm -hmm. that. Um, and if you are going to pay for any kind of advertising or marketing, you would have to pay out of pocket for that. But that's not necessarily um, required. 
And that's just if you want to be extra and actually treat this like a business. Now, I know a lot of people are, are anonymous in this um, industry. Are there any other safety tips that you recommend? Oh, most definitely. Um, that's say I know y'all be taking some cute ass selfies. Sis, y'all selfies be cute. <laughs> Don't use them cute ass selfies on your whole mm-hmm. page. Because there's a thing called reverse image search. Mm. So if you've previously posted on social media your super cute selfie and you're using it on your whole pages, I can put that picture into Google and I can see every place that it's been posted. I see the Instagram that it came from, the Twitter page that it came from, the Facebook page that it came from. Now I'm going to go to your Facebook page and now I see that you posted your your children go to such and such elementary. Oh, that's in Springfield, Ohio. Let me see. Let me go see what this is at in Springfield, Ohio. So do not do that. Take all new pictures for your whole pages. Start brand new whole pages. If you're going to do this, do not convert your regular pages because you have personal information posted on your regular pages. And where will you put these whole pages at? Like on social media? Yes, on social media. Mm. What are some other don'ts in this um in this industry? And that was a good tip. Never, ever, ever in the history of ever give out your banking information um i have girls reach out to me all the time i don't know what happened he um he said he was gonna pay me 500 dollars, and he just needed my wells fargo login information and he took all my money no sis he didn't take all your money you gave it to him we tell girls all the time giving out your personal information is a no-no giving out your banking information is a Mm no-no You are your first line of defense. You were to protect yourself at all costs. You would think this would be common sense, but it's not, huh? You would. But as many people that are getting scammed on regular day-to-day non-ho shit out here, it's like, what what did you think? We we, we tell you guys the internet is a dangerous place and what do you do? You come out here and you don't be safe. Mm. So how do you go about finding clients for your company? Um, I promote and advertise on social mm-hmm. media. Um, if you guys follow me on social media, you know I post all of my shenanigans all the time. I am transparent and I am open and honest about the things that I do. A lot of my clients recently aren't necessarily quote unquote clients. You know, when I do post my one eight hundred numbers online, I'll have guys from social media calling like, um, hey, is this us? Uh, not Jake from State Farm? Hey, honey, how are you? <laughs> oh my gosh, like. This is really you. Yeah, it's me. But like, you really do phone sex. Yeah, I'm a phone sex operator. I've been telling you guys this for years. So like, we can have phone sex right now. We sure can, honey. We can talk about whatever your time going to pay for. Wait, so how does this work? So when they call the 1-800 number, I'm pretty sure they have to put their information in before they before they are connected with you, right? Okay. Correct. Um, um, With Night Flirt, you get your own 1-800 number. Um, So your clients call the 1-800 number, they put in your extension, and then your personal phone rings. The clients never have access to your personal Mm -hmm. phone number. They never have access to your personal information. And for an added level of security, if you're not necessarily comfortable with utilizing your personal phone number, you can get um, a Google Voice number, the Text Now little app number, whatever app that gives you an additional phone number to your line for the free 99. Because again, we bought on the list here. We want all the coins to stay in our pockets. You can use one of the free number apps and connect it to your Night Flirt. That way, you have an added level of security. Is there such thing as being on a call that's too long? 
Never. As long as they're mm-hmm. talking, you're making money. You're being paid by the minute. So even if you get, uh, I mean, I never tell girls to do calls that they're uncomfortable with. You know, as soon as you feel like you are uncomfortable, hang up immediately. But um, I've had a caller who was pissed off about something. I don't know what the hell got got him all riled up. He was pissed. He was talking big shit. (laughs) What he was saying? You ain't shit. You ain't nothing. You ain't nothing but an internet whore. And da 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 da. da. (laughs) I'm talking about talking cash shit. (laughs) And I did not hang up because as long as he was talking. The clock was right. still running. I'm getting paid. And how long was that call? Um, that call lasted about a good 45 oh, minutes. Cute. And at $2.99 per minute, I'm just going to let you talk. Right. So, and what other ways did the pandemic affect your business? Because I know you said in the beginning that this is more of a luxury than a need. Um, yes, um, it affected my business because a lot of my clients were laid off from work. They weren't mm. working. So... If they're not working, they ain't got no money. If they ain't got no money, they can't call into right. the chat lines. Um, you know, it picked up a little when the first stimulus dropped, you know, when everybody got that twelve hundred, you know. <laughs> that stimmy hit and all these stimmies hit my account. You free? I sure right. am. <laughs> so now um, you know, the second little stimmy hit, you know, everybody got the little six hundred dollars. <laughs> so my line has been buzzing. Well, I know because I was looking at your YouTube page and I know you have a really good following on there as well as your videos. They do really well. And your social media account, you have a really good following. So what is your advice for those who want to build their following up to become successful? Be consistent. Yeah. Um, definitely consistent. It's, consistency is key because um, I don't, before, back in the day when I first hopped off the porch, you know, with my brand and you know, building my quote unquote empire, I wasn't consistent at all. And I wasn't getting any engagement. Mm -hmm. But I've noticed that the more I post and the more I interact and engage, you know, not just you guys coming to my page, but me going to your page and commenting and sharing and interacting and responding to the messages on my inbox. Um, Just a side note, I am not active on IG. No, she's not. You know? Because <laughs> I was trying to get in contact with her <laughs> since November. <laughs> yeah, I'm not active on IG. So if you're looking for me, my I always respond to my Facebook mm-hmm. inboxes. So please inbox me on Facebook because if you inbox me on IG, I'm not going to trust me. I know. <laughs> but... um. Engagement is key to building your brand. Um, I am a service ba- uh, service in the service-based industry. I have to interact mm-hmm. with my people. They are paying to interact mm-hmm. with you. So if you want to do this and do this right, um, you're going to have to carve out some time, set aside 10, 15 minutes a day, and interact with your followers. I don't care if you only got three people who are following you interact with those three people now what's your clientele do they know who you are and what you look like or do you always give your uh, customer something new um yes and no i do uh, my face is out there i have no shame in what i do so i do post my pictures and whatnot but i also have another brand that i utilize um it, it's a blonde from Wisconsin, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, the the, the quote-unquote industry right. standard. With the big boobs. Um, You know, I have a lot of girls, of course. Yeah, no, 
definitely <laughs> that girl. But um, I have a lot of girls come to me like, you know, I want to do this, but I, I, I don't want to put my face out there. You don't necessarily have to be the face of your brand. Okay. Um, I have success with both of my brand. Now, what made you decide to become a phone sex operator? Because I love phone sex in my personal life. I was having phone sex long before, long really? before I ever had real sex. You remember back in the All day, right, the, um, the, um, <laughs> no, not AIM. What, what was, um, Vibe Lives, Vibe Lives, yes, Live yes, yes. chat line numbers. I would sneak on the phone <laughs> in the middle of the night and have phone sex with random strangers. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> it, it was the, um, the whole being anonymous thing, I, me not knowing who they were, them not knowing mm-hmm. who I was, uh, you know, that just gets my goat. That really revved my engine. So I've always, you know, been a huge fan, a huge supporter of phone sex. I remember one night I was talking to this guy. Mind you, back in the day, I had no business being on these Girl, None of us did. Underage as fuck. <laughs> none of us. And I was underage like hell. And then one guy was like, yo, I've been calling to find you like every night this week. I said, I know I've been looking for your nasty ass too. And he was like, well, like, can I like, can I just pay you to talk to me? Like, I don't even want to have to keep paying for a membership on here. I just want to pay you and Mm -hmm. just talk to you. And I was like, that's the thing. He was like, yeah, phone sex is a thing. Like, you know, it's all kind of 1-800 numbers. You would be great at this. So you knew from a young age that this is what you wanted to do. Yep, early on. And have you been doing it ever since? I have. I've literally been doing this since the 9-9 and the wow. 2000. Wow. That's interesting. So what are some common topics that you receive from clients? I know one thing I read was niggas be wanting to do incest conversations. I'm like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, um, I do have a couple of incest callers. Oh, do you, you engage know, in um, that? One guy. Oh, wow. I do. I charge a premium yeah. rate for that too. Um, race play calls are kind of popular. Um, I'm not a huge fan of race play calls, so if I do engage, I definitely triple my mm-hmm. rates for that. So what do they be, do they um, be saying, like nigga I, and shit? Mm. Uh huh. And I ain't necessarily with that, and I have to remind myself, bitch, you at work and you charging ten ninety nine right. per minute. Cause, like, cause I remember I caught myself. Who the fuck is she talking to? <laughs> He's like, bitch, he talking to you. This is what he called. This right. is what he's paying for. Um, and I tell girls all the time, listen, if you know that it's not your thing, you know you cannot handle it. Don't right. do it. Um, I know a lot of girls come into this industry because they're caught between a rock and a hard mm-hmm. spot. You know, they have certain traumas and triggers that they're dealing with. If you know something is going to set you off, right. don't do it. Um, a lot of girls aren't successful in this inter- in this industry because they can't separate work from mm-hmm. the person. Um, I tell girls all the time, this is what you do. This is not right. who you are, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, so when you come into this industry and this is what you want to do and, you know, they're calling you all kinds of sluts and whores and whatever gets their goats. You know, a lot of girls at the end of the shift, they're like, you know, I, I just, I just feel down. I feel bad. Like, sis, for what? Well, you know, he was calling me all these names. 
says. I mean, it comes with it. That ain't who you are. He has, yeah, and he has no clue who right. you are. You are an actress. You are portraying a character. Um, what is that guy's name? Who? On the play, the, the girl at the Players Club, Junior. Yeah, jun- yeah, Junior. Listen, I am pretty sure that is not who he right. is in real life. The one who raped um Ebony. That is a character mm-hmm. uh, who raped Ebony. Uh huh. I mean, I, I, in real life, I still wouldn't mm-hmm. trust his ass, but. It's a job. I'm pretty sure that's not who he is. It's so have you ever received a call that was too much for you? I did. Um, and this wasn't even, surprisingly enough, this wasn't even in the adult entertainment industry. Um, I'm also an ESL consultant. I teach for 15 mm-hmm. different companies. And I was working with this one company and one of my students called. And, you know, I'm teaching my student, but she had a very creepy mm. voice. It made me creepy uneasy. like what? Um, like scary oh. movie creepy, like the ring creepy. And I have and I hate to say this, but she was one of my best students. Um, she paid mm-hmm. on time, she booked me four or five times a week, but her voice showed me like? to my core. <laughs> Girl, I couldn't even explain it to you. It's it just it's real scary movie vibes. Me like, too, I, me too. I love scary shit. movies. And you know, you know, when they pick up the phone and you hear that voice on the other line and Damn. you freeze. It and she would, you know, she would call the um call the system, whatever, and I'm trying to teach her and I'm asking her questions and I would get cold, the hair on the back of my oh, neck wow. would stand up, like I couldn't teach any more classes after Damn. I got her. She had to be my last class of the day because it mm-hmm. crept me out so bad. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, and I quit that particular company because sis gonna keep trying to book my classes and right. I don't want no smoke. So in those cases, do you have to like mentally so that's prepare the- yourself? Um, for stuff like that, yes, I did have to mentally prepare myself for classes with her because I, I always got an uneasy mm. feeling. And usually when I get that feeling in the pit of my stomach, I am never wrong. Something horrible mm. is going to happen. So I taught her for about two, three months. And after that, I was like, you know what? I can't keep doing this to myself because I can't function right. after dealing with her. So I t- um, So for the girls in the industry, if you get a caller like that, who just gives you the heebie-jeebies who make you feel Especially a certain that. kind of way, decline right. that motherfucking call. All That's money and good money. And I'd rather see you healthy, happy, and sane than to be in a mental institution somewhere behind a call that Is you that didn't common? have to take. Have you seen a lot of girls bug out because of that? Yes. Um, I mean, not a lot of girls, but I do know of a couple of girls who kind of lost their shit. But you know, it's due to previous traumas that were triggered mm. during their calls. And, you know, that's why I tell them, hey, you know, if you know you have triggers, put on your profile, put when you're promoting, you don't right. do X, Y, and Z. You know, some girls, you know, you know, I, I'm okay with incest calls. Um, I know other girls aren't because of previous situations right. in their history. So if incest calls are a trigger for you, put on your profile you do not do incest calls under any circumstances any mention of incest you will disconnect Mm -hmm. the call immediately 
That's it. That's all. Stand firm right. on your boundaries. So have you ever wanted to meet up with a customer outside of work? Have I ever wanted mm. to? Yes. Talk about it, sis. Listen, I am a... <laughs> I'm a sucker for a for a deep voice, for a nasty motherfucker with mm. a deep voice. I'm talking about okay. very white deep, and had this caller. We'll call him James. James will hit my line twice a week, and he had the deepest, richest voice. And this motherfucker mm. was nasty. And I, girl, I was ready to risk it all. <laughs> Wait, okay. next, like, look, give the listeners some details, child. Like, because we like a nasty you know, man. We do. You know, I, even in my personal life, you know, during sex, I like mm-hmm. to be talked dirty too. So he was talking dirty to me, and it was like, you know, he's right there in my, and y'all know I like, I like, I can hear you over there smiling. Shit. <laughs> you girl. <laughs> my nigga over there reminiscing. <laughs> Listen, get your shit off. girl, got me putting all my business out here. <laughs> Go ahead, sis, get your shit off. What's this? Like, girl, <laughs> got me reminiscing and shit in my oh, feelings. Man. But his voice was so rich and so velvety, and he was talking all this nasty shit. What he was gonna do to me, you know, rub me up, flip me out. Listen, <laughs> so then what happened? I was like, bro, like, you know, we got to number call one day, and I was like, so, I don't know who's listening, but, you know, on social media, you know, you if you're looking for somebody, you know, you just got to type in the name Staya. You know, I'm trying to put my info out there so, you know, he can reach out, because I couldn't ask him for his information. I don't know. Because I get a lot of guys in my inbox, and although I am cordial with them, I am professional with them, you know, I don't hand them my ass to right. kiss or anything. I also have a stranger danger mm-hmm. complex. So even if he even if he did reach out on some, okay, I'm just going to approach her as just a gentleman who's just interested in her. You know, if he didn't say he was one of my callers, you know, I talked to you on night bird or whatever I wouldn't finna exchange no personal mm. information with this man so he could have reached out and I just not know it but as of yet I don't know if he's reached out or not but listen if you out there and you listening ooh, what's <laughs> up wait is it hard for you to date being in this um industry no because I am open and honest mm-hmm. about my shenanigans um, I, there is no secret to what I do. I post everything online on social media. I put all you of my cards on the table. Um, when, yes, ma'am. And I, you know, when people are interested in me romantically, I tell them, listen, I am an online adult entertainer. That mm-hmm. is not going to stop. My ultimate goal in life is to be a trophy wife. If that is not your cup of tea, then by all means, keep it pushing. No love lost, no hard feelings. I do not split bills 50, 50. I I don't clean. I don't cook. I mean, I mean, I clean, but I don't cook. You know, cooking is not my ministry. I do not cook from a place of joy, from mm-hmm. a place of happiness. I cook out of necessity and obligation and mm. requirement. And I frequent swingers clubs, and I'm not planning on giving up my membership to any of the clubs that I frequent. So if you aren't with none of that, then by all means, 
I wish you the best of luck on your search, but okay. I ain't the bitch for you. I like that though, because I feel like you have to be straightforward with people. Like, listen, this is what you're gonna get. Ain't no in is bust about it, okay? Mm-hmm. And I stand firm on my boundaries. Those are my boundaries. I'm not willing to waver. Mm-hmm. I'm not willing to bend. So if you decide that you still are interested in me, you still want to deal with me, this is what it's going this is what it's going to cost you to deal with me. Now, along with you being um, being an erotic content creator and a cam model, you also sell your panties. How did that come about? Oh, that started back when I was mm-hmm. actively stripping. Um, I, like I would have guys who would buy my <laughs> girl. I I do live a very interesting life only because traditional forms of employment mm-hmm. just aren't my jam. And that's what um that's why I am on social media as transparent as I am to show other women that traditional form of employment may not be for you. You have mm-hmm. other options available. A regular nine to five has never worked for me. Um, I dye my hair all kind of colors. At one point in time, my hair was lime green. It was Marge Simpson blue. Um, for a few years, my hair was cotton candy pink. I have piercings in my face. You know, I had this big ass tattoo on my forearm. So even when I was, you know, I'm education based. You know, I have my master's degree in education. Yeah, you want to get your PhD? I'm pursuing my too. PhD in that. education. Uh huh. So even when I was in the classroom actively teaching, you know, my personality is still big and larger than life. And, you know, my classes were lit. You know, I was having fun with my students and parents would complain because, well, every time I come in there, they're playing. No, your students are actively engaged. Um, I'm I'm a Mm non-traditional teacher. You know, as long as I'm still meeting the industry standards, how we get there should matter. As right. long as we're still meeting our mark. So, like I said, um, traditional forms of employment just don't work for me because of my personality and who I am as a person, as mm. an individual. So, I try to find alternative forms of employment that allow me to be me, that allow me to be quirky, be fun, be energetic, mm-hmm. be wild, be free. So, then how did you come about? With the whole painting thing, so you were stripping and you. Oh, oh yes, I was. Um, girl, <laughs> I be going off on tangents and shit. But Thank I think you for bringing me back because I feel like people think they have to be one dimensional in order to get to where where they need to get to, and you don't have to be like that in order to succeed. Mm-hmm. Not at all. There is over a seven right. million people in the world. That means there is over seven different type of personalities different kind of job opportunities you just have to create your own lane do what works best for you but as far as the panty selling goes I was stripping back in the day and one of my clients would literally when I would take my you know you when you strip you take the clothes off and shit I would take my bottoms off and my client would pocket them all the time and I'm like dude like give me my dance bottoms like I got another set to do in 30 minutes and you over here fucking with my money. He was like, no, but I just want them. So, well, these should say cheap. You know, um, I understand it's a little piece of fabric. Maybe adding up, baby. The fabric costs right. upwards of $65, <laughs> right? You will have to either run me my panties mm-hmm. or run me some coin. He's like, I'll just pay you for it. And he just started paying me for them. And I was like, you realize you're just going to buy my bottoms like this. 
Like, I had a dance bag full of tops, but no fucking bottles, because every time I would take them off when I would dance for him, he would keep So, can them. you make a lot of money selling, selling on used panties? Because I feel like that's a, that's a thing now, too. Yes. It is. Um, and it became, um, it, it was always popular. But, um, regular women weren't interested in it, didn't know nothing about it until mm-hmm. Orange is the New Black. You know, when they, um, had a, uh, I want not a mini episode because it went three or four episodes dealing with the whole panty selling thing or whatever. Um, then a lot of women was like, oh my gosh, I can sell my panties. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's been a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know forever. there's a site now too, or there's been um, a site. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of sites out there. Um, I, my base rate oh, starts at $50. And... And then you think about it, you know, you can go to um, Victoria's Secrets. They got what, the three for 35 or five for 30? I don't know. My booty too big to shop <laughs> in Victoria's Secret. So um, you can go to Rainbow and get panties for like $2.99. For right? Or um, even if you get your panties custom made or you make your own panties, because that's the thing also. My base price starts at $50. For us to even have a conversation about my panties, $50 off top. I don't sell them less for 50 bucks. Um, some guys want you to wear them two or three days. I charge an additional fee for extra day. Some guys want to see you in a picture of your panties. I charge for the picture of my panties. If me in those panties, they want you to orgasm in your panties. I right. charge additional fees for that. So you can make quite a pretty penny selling your panties and not just your panties you can sell your bras your shoes your socks the razors from when you shave your legs i think i heard about that um i yes ma'am i no longer shave i get waxed so i have somebody come with me when i go get waxed to record me getting waxed and i sell Mm. the video content you're not playing with this bag baby not at all. I'm selling everything but the kitchen sink. I like to make the joke. I do everything except for sell ass and move weight. And for legal purposes, I would never admit to Listen. or advise that you do either. Now, I know you have an academy where you teach women about becoming a phone sex operator. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, um, no, I can't. I was actually working with the academy, but we are no longer. Oh, I thought it was yours. Anymore. Okay, but I still do. Mm-hmm. No, not mine. Not mine. You know, I just I support black women in the industry. I support my own social circle before I go out mm-hmm. and spend money Same. elsewhere. So they were already doing it and up and running and shit. So I'm like, okay, what's well, this? Y'all out here already doing it, and I fuck with y'all heavy. So let right. me assist and do what I can. But we are no longer in partnership together, so I do my own thing on the side. I still mentor women. I still help women. It's just no longer with How that many particular. Women did you say company. you have? Because I was looking at looking at one of your YouTube videos, and you got a lot of callers on there. Yeah, I do. Um, I've helped over mm. twenty five hundred women, and I want to say it's more than that. I don't necessarily keep count because. For one, I ain't right. got that, that kind of time. And I'm always posting free game on Facebook and stuff like that and giving out resources. And when I when I learned something, I want to teach the next sis. I just learned how to do this. Come here, let me show you, let me teach you. Um, I started the Bay Group on face Facebook 
Um, it's a Facebook group for mm-hmm. Black adult entertainers, you know, the Bay group. And it's because when I've noticed when I was in these other groups where it was a mixture, mm-hmm. a mixed crowd in there, all of the girls, all the Black girls, when they would ask questions or ask for help or need resources or whatever, they would get overlooked. Mm-hmm. Their posts would get deleted. Um, they would get condescending remarks and snide comments and shit. Um, black women already have to work twice as hard right. for half as much in this industry. I'm not going, you know, we shouldn't have to be in a space where you're handing us your ass mm-hmm. to kiss every day. So I decided to be the change that I wanted to see in the world. And I said, okay, I don't like the way these groups are being ran. Let me start my own group. That way I can make sure the black women are getting the resources mm. and the information that they need. And I was talking to my other home girl. She's an um, escort. And she was telling me how there's a lot of um, racism within the sex worker industry, which is fucked up. There mm-hmm. is very much so. But then again, I'm not surprised because it's racism um, everywhere. Like, <laughs> most definitely. Like right. in any industry that we're in, we have to work twice as hard for half as much. Even in my ESL communities, you know, I teach online and shit, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. When the black teachers are in these other groups, these predominantly white groups, and we ask questions, we get attacked. Um, then when we, you know, snap back and shit, they want to cry and be a victim all of a sudden, and it's the mm-hmm. same way. So it doesn't matter what industry you're in, they white people still going white people. We saw what they did at Capitol Hill. <laughs> you know, and it's better storming to Capitol Hill, climbing walls and shit. <laughs> I can't. Girl. Had that been us. Listen, a whole different hairline. Honey, listen. You already know. Well, before we leave, I'm just curious. And I feel like we all have a financial goal. But I feel like you, you're trying to get to a certain goal, are you? Because you do a lot. Girl, right. PhDs ain't cheap. Um, I don't necessarily have a financial goal. Um, at one point in time, oh, two point in times in mm. life, I found myself homeless. And had I had the resources and the knowledge that I have now that I did not have back then, I would not have found myself in those positions. So my only goal is to never be homeless again. That's a fact. Well, are you proud of all the things that you accomplished so far? Very much so. Um, I listen, I have come a long way, and this is a conversation for another time. I hope yes, I'm invited yes. back to go into more detail. But, um, from where I started to where mm-hmm. I am today, sis, this is nothing but growth. I am right. not supposed to be here. You hear me? So, for me to be here and to have accomplished all that I've accomplished, to be pursuing my PhD to have a brand that's growing and that's positive to actually be doing something with my life. That's a huge accomplishment. No, in itself. I like that. That's facts. Well, I appreciate you for taking the time out your schedule to come speak to us. And I definitely want to invite you back to the show. Cause I know you have a story because you wore a lot of hats in your time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we 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 gonna have to talk. You know, next time we gonna have to get a bottle of tequila, bring the tissues because well, it's gonna be a long one. Comments or concerns, or you want to ask my guests or say hi, hey girl, hey, please make sure to email me at hello at professionalhomegirl dot com. And until next time, everyone, later.
Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in exactly. to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy, yeah. right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.